Hey, hey, hey! Exciting news! Do you ever look in the mirror or at a photograph of yourself or put on some clothes? Or rather, don't put on some clothes because the clothes you really want to wear are hanging in the cupboard or buried in some bag at the back of the cupboard and your heart sort of sinks and you think... I know, I know I need to do different things. I know I need to do something different to lose the weight, to get healthy, to do all the stuff I want to get to, to what Dr. Alina calls healthy, amazing you. And yet somehow I can't do it. You, my friend, have what is called a doing gap. It's not a knowledge gap. It's a doing gap because you're busy and you've got other stuff going on. So the Radiate and Renew program starting, drum roll please, next week, we're kicking off on Tuesday next week. It's super exciting. You will learn to do four small but mighty habits that you are going to enjoy and it's going to be easy. Now the idea of this, there's two ideas behind it. Number one, you do the habits, in a year's time you've still got the habits and they really have moved the needle. You know, you're really doing things slightly differently. But also, once you start doing things differently, you realise that you can carry on doing things differently. And so you might decide, hey, I'm going to do the reboot or I'm going to do something else and I'm really going to get to the bottom of this goal. I'm going to reach my goal. So if you are interested, if you'd like some help and support, Radiate and Renew starts on Tuesday. I will leave the link in the show notes. Welcome to Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Alina Carrick. I teach busy mums who are trying to juggle everything to transform their lives, to lose weight and lead a healthy life so they can feel fit and fabulous. On the Fit and Fabulous podcast, we chat about nutrition, healthy living, emotional wellness in a way that you can apply to your life. I'll show you how to stop being frustrated and overwhelmed with healthy living and how to make it fun and easy. You're invited to sign up to my free New Me workshop. Change your mindset to healthy living in five days. Get to the bottom of those I can't do it thoughts and transform them into wow, it's so easy and fun. You can sign up at drorlina.com slash new me. That's doctor, D-R-O-R-L-E-N-A dot com slash new line in the middle, me. wonderful people. This is Fit and Fabulous. I am... Dr. Alina Kerrick, I hope you are feeling fit and fabulous and amazing today. It has just turned spring here, which is wonderful and beautiful, although it fills me with slight dread because we're a quarter of the way through the year. And you will notice that as this podcast comes live... It is probably summertime and I'm so amazing because I have scheduled these things up in front which makes me feel on top of the world because I don't normally, didn't used to think of myself as an organised person. Today we are talking judgement and what happens when you feel judged by somebody else and I want to share a few stories with you, particularly a story of one of my clients who I was working with and actually we were working on weight loss and one of the things that I find super interesting when I'm working with clients on weight loss is that often we aren't talking about food at all and that is exactly how it should be because it's really easy for me to say go and eat like this and the reasons why 
people don't eat like that have got nothing to do with food. They have got to do with emotions. So when we're not talking about food, it's a real indication that we're working on the good stuff, that uncomfortable stuff, which is change. So here is how the story goes. My client, this was her second session, so she had been instructed on what she was going to eat. We decided together what she was going to eat. And she went off and after the first week we had our second session. And I said, well, so how are things going? And she said to me, yeah, I've been really, really stressed. So I asked her, what's going on? And she said, well, I had a friend to stay for the weekend. And I was just stressed and and had anxiety. So I started delving a little bit more. And I'm like, okay, well, can you give me a little bit of specific examples? What was going on? How did that stress manifest to itself? She said, I felt stressed and anxious in my gut. And I'm like, okay, so, but why is having your friend around, why is that such a stressful period of time? What is the thought that is going on behind this stress? Because normally when we have friends around, we enjoy spending time. We might be worried about getting the food on or that our friends are happy. But so what is it that is making you feel stressed? And she thought about it for a bit. And she said, I think that I'm being judged about everything. My house, how much I weight, how much weight I've put on, about just about everything. And she went on to explain that her friend tells stories of other people. And she perceives it that these stories are really a coded message to her and that she's basically trying to change her friend. Her friend is trying to change my client, but in such a way that my friend doesn't perceive this, sorry, my client doesn't perceive this as very helpful. She just feels stressed and anxious. And I said, okay, and what does this stress and anxiety lead to? And she said, well, it means that I had far more snack food than I would have done. She ended up going to a winery, so drinking wine that she wouldn't normally do. And she didn't feel good. And I think this is really the underlying problem. She didn't feel good. So before I go on and give you the tools that I also gave my client, I want to think, take a stop and think about emotions And there are a couple of really interesting points about emotions. And one of the first things is that our emotions are our emotions. They belong to us. And we can create emotions. Whoa, hold up a minute. Are you serious? Yes, I'm totally serious. There's so much amazing research. All these really clever neuroscientists go out and look at how emotions manifest in our body. And we can train our brains to create amazing emotions. We can generate emotions. So one of my favorite examples of how we generate negative emotion. So here's the example. You are driving in your car to work and you get in your car and you're totally happy. But then you start thinking about what's going to happen at work and you remember this argument that you've had with your boss and how they were wrong and you want to make this point and this and that. And suddenly you can see that your stress levels are going up and up and up. And out of nowhere, you have generated that emotion of stress just by thinking about it. On the reverse, if you want to generate a feeling of happiness, you can close your eyes, 
You can imagine yourself at a time when you were really happy and enjoying something and take yourself back to that moment and think what was super happy about it. Remember somebody's laugh or a cuddle that you had with your child, something like that. And you start to feel happy. And that happiness is no less the emotion happy than the original emotion happy was. Now, sometimes when you do this, other emotions are going to come up. And we can't control our emotions entirely, but we do have some control over them. Instead of spinning on that wheel of negative emotion, we can stop that and we can start generating happier emotions. So that is the first one, that we are in control of our emotions and we can learn tools to become less stressed and more happy. Now, the second major point is thoughts and what people think. And this ties in with emotions. So my friend says, my client says, I feel judged. Now, whose emotions are those that she is feeling? The stress and the anxiety are her emotions. Now, they may be caused by an action that her friend does in the way that my client interprets that. But at the end of the day, those emotions are her emotions and not her friend's emotions. And by saying, my friend causes these emotions, my friend makes me stressed and my friend makes me anxious, we are giving away our power to somebody else and saying, you're in control of my emotional well-being. And we often do this in life, particularly in relationships. We might say, for example, I want you to make me happy. Well, that isn't going to work. We need to make ourselves happy. So those two points, we can generate our own emotions and we are in charge of our emotions. Now, I am not saying that we don't get triggered by what other people do. And I see this on a daily basis. My children, they shout and scream and this triggers an emotion in me. But it is my emotion and not their emotions. And I can walk away from what they're doing. Or as a parent, I have a responsibility to make sure that they are behaving in an acceptable way, which isn't always easy. So one really useful tool that I use, and I mentioned a similar thing in the, I think it was the first or the second podcast we did on letting go of anger. And we talked about an emotional circle. So you have a thought that leads to an emotion, which leads to an action, which leads to a thought. And that is an emotional, a thought emotion circle. It goes round and round. So you create a thought which leads to an emotion, which leads to an action. So in this instance, my client is thinking, I am feeling, I am being judged, which is leading to the emotion, I feel stressed, which is leading to the action of eating more snack food than she would want to do. Now, another way of looking at that same tool is one called a thought model. And it's kind of the same, but it's just another way of looking at it. And this is what my coach uses. She she calls it the model. And she has um, different lines. So she has C-T-E-A-R, circumstance, which is the fact, which cannot be... Um, interpreted by other people. It just has to be, there is a chair here. My friend said this. It cannot be, and my friend judged me, because that is an interpretation. So it has to be a fact that everybody can agree on. Then the thought, then the emotion, then the action, and the result. So if we put this situation into that thought model, this is what we get. 
circumstance. My friend makes comments about other people. Thought, I'm being judged and manipulated. Emotion, stressed. Action, ate more and drank more. Result, feeling guilty about the eating. But can you now see how that feeling guilty about the eating ties in to being judged? Because if you feel judged and guilty at the same time, there's this idea in your brain that goes, well, I should be judged because I'm guilty. And we can break this thought cycle. So I asked her to have a little think about how she could have a different thought about this. And she came up with, well, I know that my friend cares about me and I know that she is trying to help me. I just don't like the way that she is doing it. So what we came up with was, I, you can have a thought which is, she is trying to help me. My friend loves me and she is trying to help me. And when you put that thought into the thought model, you come out with a whole different set of actions. So the circumstance remains the same. My friend makes comments about other people. The thought, my friend is trying to help me because she loves me. Emotion, I feel loved. Action, I don't eat so much snack food and stress and I might talk to her about all the work that I'm doing. Result, I feel self-confident and amazing. Now, those are very black and white thought models and you can't often always get from one thought model to another thought model as quickly as that. Sometimes it takes a little bit of grading and going up and you may still find yourself battling these big emotions. So what do you do when you are battling these big emotions, particularly if you don't want to feel the emotions? So there are three ways that you can deal with emotions. And the first way is to just give in to it. So this is your toddler having a tantrum on the floor. And my children do this frequently. Now, it's not a total disaster giving in to your emotions. It is much better than trying the second option, which is repressing your emotions and running away from your emotions, being so scared of your emotion happening that you pretend it isn't there. And this may manifest in anything. So it might manifest in overeating or overdrinking or different kinds of behaviour because we just want to distract ourselves from whatever that emotion is. The problem with that scenario is it leads to lots of undesirable actions, but also the emotion just stays there under the surface. You don't clear it out. So the third option is to just feel that emotion. Just let that emotion be without acting on it, which can be difficult. And also, I would say, you don't want to then spin on that emotion. You don't want to get into the stage where you are ruminating and ruminating on that thought and that emotion. So how do you just allow an emotion to feel and not act on it? And one really powerful tool that I use is just breathing. And I know this sounds kind of crazy. How can breathing be the answer to life? Well, just breathing in deeply, holding it, breathing out, and just do that until you feel in control of yourself again. And there are times when our emotions just overwhelm us and we lose control of our thinking brain. We lose control of our ability to thought. We just do things on impulse. And We want to pretend that we can't control those things, but we can and we have to. 
particularly as adults who are trying to show children how to behave well. <laughs> so just breathing. And I don't, there are lots of different breathing techniques. I don't think it really matters which one you use. I really like one called 478 and I'll leave a link to it in the show notes. There's a video of a doctor whose name I forget and he just demonstrates it, but it is just literally breathing in for four, holding it for seven and then breathing out with a sort of whoosh noise, a sort of super, super easy. So those are two areas that you can work on this thought model. You can work on the actual thought and you can also work on the emotion. And when we went through this and I said to my client, so supposing that your friend is totally incorrect in everything that she thinks and says, because thoughts are just thoughts, mostly thoughts are our opinions. Sometimes they are a thought of fact. There is a blue dressing gown lying on the bed. But mostly our thoughts are filtered through our opinions. And what we're actually expressing is not fact. It's just someone else's opinion. So let's say, for example, her friend had all these opinions about other people and everything was totally wrong. Is that worth spending two or three days stressing about? And the answer is no. But here's another question. Say her friend was totally right and everything that her friend said had a valid point behind it or she was telling the truth. Is that worth stressing over? Is it worth spending two or three days stressing over? And again, the answer is no. So in neither of those situations is it worth being totally stressed and letting your life get off kilter such that two days later you are still stressed and still thinking, oh my goodness, I need to just get back on track. So my friends, I hope that that has been useful. I hope that you can see that when people judge you, it doesn't matter. My friends, my children always say, they always get upset about what their siblings say. They called me stupid and then they start screaming. And I say to them, well, if I called you an elephant, does that make it true? Now they still get upset, even though they know it's not true. Now my kids are obviously kids. And it is difficult to cope with that. And what I teach my children to do is say quack, which may sound a little bit strange. But what I'm saying to them is just let it fall off you like water off a duck's back. Just say quack. It doesn't matter what other people say of us. It doesn't matter what other people think of us. All those thoughts are are someone else's opinions. And what we have control over is our thoughts and our opinions. So I hope that was helpful and useful. If you find this kind of thought work interesting, and I personally love it, I think it is really powerful. And once we start looking at how we can use our brain to control our thoughts, then the world is our oyster. We can do anything. But if you are interested, I will be running workshops where we will be talking about this kind of thought work. And if you're interested in attending one of those, just email me and let me know and I will let you know when the next one will be. Okay, have a wonderful week and I will see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Alina. If you enjoyed it, I would be really grateful if you could share it with a friend. Every time you share a podcast episode with a friend, it helps me to reach and help more people. Remember, you're welcome to sign up for the new me challenge. Dig out those I can't do it thoughts and replace them with, wow, this is easy and fun. You can sign up at drlena.com slash new me. That's D-R-O-R-L-E-N-A dot com slash new 
dash in the middle, me. Have a lovely week and see you next week. Goodbye.